always look forward to when my podcast recordings pop up on the calendar because even if I'm having the longest day like today with my work, these podcasts always put me in a better mood. And I always, of course, learn several things along the way. Welcome to That Entrepreneur Show. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and this is the podcast where I sit down with founders of companies and brands from all around the world each week ever since 2019. I'm very, very excited as we go from Tampa to Austin, Texas to sit down with Chad Price. This week, we bring on an entrepreneur, 5,000 winner, and serial entrepreneur with over 10 years of experience in multiple industries. His most notable company, Kettlebell Kings, was started from scratch and now is an international multi-million dollar Fortune 5000 company. This guest does it all. Even being a former student athlete that graduated from Rice University, has a background in all sports. Additionally, he is a hemp and cannabis advocate that owns a lifestyle brand, Life Grows Green, which promotes health and wellness using all natural ingredients and hemp products. Some other areas we are going to touch on today include when he knew it was time to launch his second company, his specialties, including strategic planning and execution, marketing and advertising, quality assurance, so much more. His recent feature in Bloomberg News, we're going to hear all about that, but stay tuned for the halfway point. We have a great spotlight story headed our way, talking all things kettlebells, and we're getting Chad's take on it, but let's kick this show off. Chad, why did you become an entrepreneur? What led you to this entrepreneurial story? Um, I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I don't know if there was a single moment in my life that I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, but um young when i was younger you know i i had family members i you know i had an aunt that i worked with uh you know she had her own like jewelry business so i would go to shows and, and event, do events with her and things like that and i was always you know the type of kid that wanted to have some type of part-time job so i could have my own money so you know yeah. i i literally did uh girl softball umpiring when i was little i did you know parks and rec type of uh little little kids basketball games baseball games different things like that so i was always trying to have my hands into something um after graduating from rice you know i i knew i wanted to either manage or start my own operation or kind of manage someone's larger operation um i got a couple jobs in corporate america didn't didn't necessarily see myself doing that for the long term or or it, it probably was more taking the long road, which I considered a long road or a long journey of, you know, networking and politics and things like that to make it to the top of a, of a corporate ladder. It, it really just wasn't my interest. I'm more of a, you know, action type of person. So after kind of seeing what that path looked like firsthand, I, it really just gave me all the confidence I needed that if I was going to start my entrepreneurial journey, I needed to do it. And I got two of my friends together and, you know, we, we said we were going to start a company and start a business before we even knew what the business was. And, you know, we started listing ideas and 10 years later, here we are. Just had that hustler mentality, as you described from the part-time hustles and you're ready to rock and roll with the first company. Let's dive right into that first company. You mentioned two and your friends got together, started this business from the ground up. Let's hear about it. Yeah. So, um, one of my first companies and, you know, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I did quite a few things. When I started Kettlebell Kings with with my two buddies, like I said, we, we didn't know if we wanted to start um, what type of company, what what type of product we wanted to sell. 
we just knew that we wanted to sell things online. So we, you know, we really could see that the internet was completely taking over retail and taking over the way people purchase things, you know, even before Amazon took the market like it, like it has now. Um, and so we really wanted to focus on having some type of product and community online that we could build and grow and kind of scale as, you know, more people became accustomed to purchasing things online. During that process, um, you know, one of my one of my partners was a, a former student athlete as well as Mia Rice. The other one was a good friend of a of one of my other teammates as well. So we all kind of had a background in sports, knew about sports, but never really got into kettlebells and and really into uh, let's say non competitive fitness. Uh, you know, we we come from a very competitive background where you you know you're training to max max your weight and you know, increase your PRs every, every day. And every kind of workout is a, a, a strenuous gain type of workout. Right, right. Well, transitioning after that into a more of a functional fitness and health and wellness approach, we really liked what the kettlebell offered because it was so well-rounded. You know, you didn't need many tools. You didn't need a facility. Um, you know, this is something that could not only amplify your current workout, but it could also act as a substitute, you know, if you couldn't make it to the gym for the day. Or in situations like COVID, where everyone's locked down, no one can go to the gym. Home fitness kind of is has become an essential part of almost every person's routine. Um, and so once we once we figured that out, we were just like, hey, you know, let's let's really dig dig deep on this kettlebell thing. We reached out to a, a quite a few different organizations in the space and really tried to partner and um, sponsor a lot of their events so that we were supporting kind of the grassroots of the of that community okay. showing them a lot of favor that they'd never seen before and, and appreciation that they, they, they just weren't used to um and and it just kind of took off from there we really built kind of an underground community of people who wanted to advocate what we were doing and, and wanted to show people you know and now we're at a point where we kind of see ourselves as like the espn of the kettlebell world and you know we're bringing all the useful information and everyone's experience to one place and aggregating that so that, you know, people can really enjoy and get up to speed on what it is to kind of use the kettlebell for health and wellness. Well, congratulations on all your success. That's great to hear. Uh, did you exit this company already? And if so, not, did it blow up during COVID? As you mentioned, people were home with home workouts. Did you have a huge increase? Yeah. So, you know, 20 minutes after they announced quarantine, we, completely sold out of everything. Uh, yeah, it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, just the amount of traffic and interest in home fitness products in general. Kettlebells uh, were a part of that, but it really was kind of all home fitness products. Um, since since that point, we already had a, you know, a good foothold in our niche of the kettlebell world. You know, if you're familiar with any kettlebells, you will see us, you know, we're, we're very highly reviewed. Um, we sponsor the top organizations for the kettlebell sport community. So if you want to, you know, lift kettlebells competitively, you, you're pretty much going to come across our bells in some way, shape or form. Um, and so, you know, with that happening, I think a lot of companies uh, or I should say a lot of rich portfolios um, that didn't have e-commerce as a, as a nice part of their portfolio started kind of putting, pouring money into that. So you had a bunch of e-commerce aggregators that came out of COVID and came out of this kind of quarantine process around the world that now wanted to make sure that they were diversified in that space and were purchasing e-commerce brands. So we 
I really look at e-commerce kind of like real estate. You know, someone searches a, a term, it's only one street that shows up for that particular term. And having a having that real estate is valuable now. And that's what a lot of people are buying. So last November, we were basically acquired by um, one of these aggregators. And it's part of a, you know, three or it's probably going to end up being a little bit longer than a three-year deal. But yeah. I'm still in the middle of that acquisition right now. So I'm still working with the company on a day-to-day basis. But obviously, I have other ventures and, and other projects that I'm working on as well. I love it. Serial entrepreneur, everyone out there, go after what you want. Just work hard. He's a great example of that. Let's now dive into helping out our audience a bit. If you could choose one app, book, workshop, anything you find that you get success from, what can we offer our community? Um, I mean, it, it probably sounds simple, but one thing people don't do is just use Google enough. Use Google or, or YouTube to to find answers to their problems. So, um, you know, I, I advocate for searching things up and kind of self-learning as, as part of your, your normal day-to-day routine. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of times as humans, we, we think we have such a complex problem in our brains. And if we just Google it, we, <laughs> it kind of opens it up for us where it's just like, you know what, it's, it's not that hard. Someone wrote a whole paper about this, or there's a, there's a whole 30 minute YouTube video about this exact specific problem that I can, completely never have to deal with again. So I really try just use the internet to, to search and find answers to your, to your problems. I like that. Time is our most valuable asset. We've heard that before, and that's a good way to not waste any. And yeah. I, we can all definitely relate with having that battle of trying to figure something out, stay stumped when we could just make it easy for us. But as entrepreneurs, I feel like we tend to create these problems just to solve them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, once we solve them all, then what are we going to do? Right. So uh. That's funny. Yeah, so we've heard about his business so far. We've dived, we dove into a great resource into Google. Before we hive into this spotlight story, let's talk about some of the more challenging areas of entrepreneurship for you to help out our audience battling the same adversity. Um, I think the the grind of entrepreneurship, especially in the beginning, is probably you know one of the more challenging areas. Um, uh, I think traditionally everyone is raised to go get you, get a job, get some type of income, you know, have some type of um, predictable income or some type of amount that you know is going to come in every month for the remainder of the year and you can pay your rent on time and you can do everything. And entrepreneurship is a little more shaky than, than that traditional path. So, uh, you know, for example, we, we weren't able to pay ourselves for the, the first five years of the company being in existence, which any entrepreneur, any business professional will tell you, don't do that. That's not, you know, that's not a good way to, to, to run a sustainable business. Um, but it's what we felt we had to do at the time. We had our, we were fortunate enough that we were delegating the task and creating a, a virtual brand, let's say, so we weren't necessarily tied to a specific space and we can make income in different ways. So I was able to start another business and my partners were able to kind of either have jobs or work on other businesses as well to, supplement that that loss of income um but it's a grind no no matter how you cut it um so to me i think that's probably the hardest part to prepare yourself for is the perseverance to get through those initial years and and get it to a point where you can take you know a fraction of the revenue without it damaging the company 
is not for people who don't want to get knocked down because as you're saying, it's going to happen again and again and again. Chad, you've given us a great episode so far. I think it's a great time to hot to the spotlight story. We heard our guest earlier touch on how kettlebells there took off during COVID. I had to find an article that's just resonates with that to get his take on it a lockdown journey from couch to kettlebells as entrepreneurs we all face this battle if you weren't a home-based entrepreneur you turned into one and there the gyms were gone a lot of things were the norm wasn't there so you had to find a way to stay fit because as anyone can attest to if we're working out we're feeling good it all translates to better progress on the job better success on the job i know when i don't exercise for a day i'll start overthinking things I'm not as productive. I need to do my service to entrepreneurship, but starts to take care of my health. Here's how the article starts. Of all the roles life has carved out for me, COVID was one of the most unexpected. But sharing my do-it-yourself lockdown kettlebell regime on social media for self-motivation primarily resulted in an avalanche of requests for help and support for others wanting to do the same. The picture in this article shared over eight weeks at almost 20-minute workouts at 100,000 views and a funny pitch. Guess she's building a little brand here unintentionally, but through COVID, this is what worked out. Kettlebells are rounded weights that took that look a little bit like a cannonball, but with a handle, for those who aren't familiar. They date back to the 17th century, but you, have, you may have found them a little harder to come by recently as the man um, stopped. This article is written during COVID. Online searches for kettlebells practically doubled from 2.1 million to 4.1 million. This was from March to May, according to an e-commerce platform online. At the beginning of March, this uh, writer already had a set for several months, despite the best intentions that she was never getting around to use them. The lockdown hit, had the extra three hours in her working day that she wasn't commuting and spent home time doing this. I wonder if that resonates with a lot of people listening on using that extra time to use for their health. What do you take away now? I want to ask you here as, I guess, a kettlebell expert. For someone who's starting their workout with kettlebells, never started before, what are some of the first things they should do? Should they work on their form? Should they get a lightweight? If you've never used a kettlebell ever, uh, I definitely would, you know, would suggest you, if you have a friend or you have a, a facility that you can go test them out, I would, you know, I'd pick up a lightweight, watch a few YouTube videos about you know, some of the simpler exercises like kettlebell swings and things like that, and really just try to work on your initial form of moving the weight in a dynamic way that's not going to cause any type of injury. Um, you know, the, the biggest difference between the kettlebell and other weights is you, you're typically going to be using the kettlebell for dynamic movements and dumbbells and barbells and things like that are more used for static movements unless you're doing type of Olympic or a lot more Olympic like lifts. So, uh, yeah, my recommendation would be, you know, start light. I, I, you, you probably don't even need to purchase a kettlebell yet to just kind of get your form right with the simple kind of just movement and swings of a kettlebell. All right. I wanted everybody listening on. If you're not familiar with, hopefully that helps you. Now, as far as this article and you, when COVID came around, did you find yourself just doing home workouts or did you still have to find a way to go to the gym in your state? Well, lucky, luckily for me, you know, uh, after kind of graduating, or I shouldn't even say graduating, after, let's say, hanging up my cleats from playing football competitively and, and you know, being a, a competitive athlete and transitioning into more of a longevity and functional fitness routine, uh, health and wellness routine, I really didn't like going to the gym uh, after kind of coming from what I came from. You know, I, I saw I the gym as kind that. of a very – 
very frustrating, overcrowded, you know, not very, not intense enough to, to really get a workout. So one of the reasons that we started the company is because I liked home workouts even before, you know, everyone's kind of forced into that. So when COVID hit and quarantine hit, it just brought everyone kind of into my realm of it's just more content out there. It's, you know, it's more free workouts out there. It's more information on how to work out properly with no, with no one else around. Um, you know, unfortunately for trainers and facilities, I think COVID is, is forced us to always have some type of home workout routine as part of our, our regular, you know, workouts or our, our regular health and wellness. I'm with you there. I like the solo workouts very much and I can definitely understand why you wanted to switch it up. You had a lot of probably attachment and memories to a certain type of gym, certain thoughts where yeah, for sure. Uh, let's end the show with my favorite question here, Chad. If you could sit down with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who are you sitting down with to have a conversation? Dead or alive. That is, that's a good one. Um, it'd probably have to be Nikola Tesla. Yeah, it, it'd have to be, yeah, it'd have to be someone who was kind of on the realm of discoveries that were, you know, beyond the, the comprehension of most people during their time. I don't know if we have much of that going on right now. Uh, you know, I know there's a big thing with with fusion and uh, that that kind of clean energy right now, but I don't know when. I don't know if anyone's quite on Nikola Tesla's level, so I have to go with him. We're gonna take it a step further, though, man. Where is the meeting going to go down? If you could choose that too. Where Where is the meeting going down? Um, I don't know. I guess so, somewhere somewhere in the United States, hopefully. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm based in Austin, so if we could get some type of uh, Nikola Tesla, the the real Nikola Tesla instead of Elon Musk, uh, I think we'll, we'd be better here in Austin. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the show. I had a great time connecting with you, learning all about your company. And congratulations again on the success. I look forward to seeing what the next chapter in 2023 unravels for you. Where thank can you we find me. you online? Of course, where can we find you online? Company, you, say hello to you. Yeah, you can find me online at, you know, Chad Price, uh, at, you know, chadprice.com, uh, real Chad Price on, on social medias. Um, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as well. You know, you can always uh, follow follow us at Life Rose Green. You know, that's probably my my baby right now, my my latest venture that I'm that I'm really pushing. So if you're looking for any type of health and wellness products and any type of product that will complement your uh, health and wellness routine, we're we're building a community there where you know building feedback always bringing on new products as well so join us join us there be sure to go check out his social check out his website there is so much to offer and we are at that entrepreneur show and i am at vincent a lancy also hashtag that entrepreneur show for all posts involved with our great guests be sure to stay tuned chad thank you for connecting with me and joining the show thank you <laughs>